<laughs> so, hello. It's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. And here in California, it's hot as fuck. So, yeah. Rick and Morty returned last night. I watched it. I'm going to rewatch it because there's always Easter eggs. You're going to find out some crazy ass shit that was revealed in previous seasons. Probably the fourth season. And it's Labor Day. So I stayed home, of course. Because also it's hot. It's hot. I know that people were losing power. People were overheating. I went out for a little bit after the sun went down. I felt like a vampire. Whenever, I mean, and and then by the way, I saw that they're doing a remake of Interview with the Vampire. Why? Why? When it comes to vampires, and yes, I, I know a lot of people who don't like them. I used to not like them, and then I love them now. Um, give a shout out to one of my friends. She said she doesn't like vampires, but it's like, well, yeah, but, you know, you got true blood. You got Eric Northman. Wow. I mean, yes, I saw the Northman, but then you have Eric Northman. You're not afraid. I'm no stranger to dead bodies. The streets can be dangerous at this hour. A lady should really be more careful. If I meet a lady, I'll let her know. You didn't see this uh, bull man. No. You gave her your blood? It didn't work. Hmm. You ever heard of anything like this? Surprisingly, no. Pam, ciao. I thought in over a thousand years I'd seen everything there was to see. Dallas, to have look for those missing vampires, you let Lafayette go? No, you nearly died last night. You are not going to Dallas. Bill, I can make up my own mind. texted you three times. Why didn't you reply? I hate using the number keys to type. What are you listening to? From my younger days. It's really quite beautiful if you know old Swedish. I have a favor to ask of you. A favor or an order? 
depends on how you look at it. Honestly, did you think you could keep her to yourself? I mean, come on. How can you not like that? I know. You don't like vampires. I understand. But that's Eric Northman and Bill Compton. But really, Eric Northman. True Blood. And, and there's a lot going on in True Blood. And that's why I love it. I know some people who don't like it. And that's, that's understandable. And yes, toward the end of the series, it got a little messy. Because then there's too many characters. And it's like, what the fuck? is going on here. You know what I mean? Um, I saw something very interesting that I wanted to talk about um, because I love films. Of course, this is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast and I love music. And I had, I've had i always thought of going to Burning Man and I want to give a shout out to Strombo because he went. I think this is his seventh burn. And I came across this picture of Black Rock Bijou which is a theater that they set up, a little tiny theater where you can watch movies in the middle of the desert. And I thought that is such a great idea. And they play classics. And, I mean, it's not like they're playing Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> and I know and I know many of you like that. And that's fine. That's your prerogative. I didn't even like the first Top Gun. And I'm being honest. I'm being very honest. Yeah, of course, you've got that song, um, Danger Zone. Yeah, it's the 80s. And, and Meg Ryan is in the movie and Anthony Edwards and Val Kilmer when Val was very, very young. Um, and Tom Cruise. I'm never, I'm not really a big Tom Cruise fan. I'm just not. I liked Born on the Fourth of July and that's it. I didn't even like Jerry Maguire. It's like, yeah, show him the money. More like show him a better script. Huh, but I digress. I really digress. It's a crazy day. It's a weird day. And I thought I'd mention this because 10 years ago, I lost a very good friend and professor whom I had known since I was little. I, uh, My mother has been teaching for 40 years and this professor hired my mother. So I had known her from the time I was two to the time I was 31 when she died. She died today 10 years ago. Professor Walker, and um, I. What's interesting is, see, I had known her my entire life, and then when I was in my twenties, she became my professor. So then I no longer could call her by her first name; I had to call her Miss Walker. But she knew how smart I was, so it's like I couldn't put one over on on her because she knew, and I liked that because she got me to start talking in class, and she liked that because she liked class participation because she said to me one time and I she wanted me to take an art class and she says I know you already took an art class but please and I said why you'll get him to talk I said okay because she felt that I was confident enough to strike up conversations during during the class and you know and I knew about Salvador Dali and I knew about Frida Kahlo and Magritte oh my god and Picasso and Van Gogh in fact, I interviewed her in 2004 about Salvador Dali because she saw Salvador Dali on a boat. Her and her family were coming back from Europe because she was married at the time to a gentleman who was in the military. And 
he they were that some of their kids were born in Europe I think um hopefully one of them she's a friend they're both friends of mine correct me on this and I interviewed her and she remembers Salvador Dali um was on the boat and he and he and he had a long cigarette holder she said Nick Cave by the way to her uh, she was married at the time to uh, Mr. Walker. Um, I don't know if I ever met him, um, but anyway, and um, the, but they were coming back from Europe, and so she told me that. And I remember I interviewed her, and then I had to run it by her so that she could fix it to make sure that I said everything she said word for word, okay? Because she knew I I was just intrigued by Salvador Dali. I mean. How could you not be intrigued by him? He was very, very eccentric. In fact, f- fun- funnily enough, when I graduated from college, she got me a book called Oddballs and Eccentrics. So she knew me all too well. She really did. And today I was, I was sparked with a conversation by my friend Trent, whom I want to just give you a shout out. I want to have you on the show because you really intrigued me. We were talking about Matthew Barney, this filmmaker who used to be with Bjork. We were, I mean, we're both intrigued by Bjork. How could you not be intrigued by her as an artist, as a musician? Everything that she does, it's very original. There really is nobody for her to copy from. There really isn't. Her sound, her stylistic approach, and her acting. She's a very good actress. And I had seen her in The Northman and Dancer in the Dark. But he said that he felt The Northman held back. I disagree because it was violent as much as it could be. If you think of especially the interrogation scenes. Oh, God. But yeah, you know, to each his own. But yeah, I would love to have you on the show just to talk about art and music and, and film. And he sent me a book one time. It was a Joan Crawford book on etiquette and cooking, <laughs> of course, from Joan Crawford. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's been a wild day, and, and it's just hot, and it's crazy. And, um, yeah, it, um, there's so much to say about that. When, when I do these shows, <laughs> I, I want to immerse myself into the situations. You know what I mean? And so, you know, I read and I, I love audiobooks. I really do. I've become such a nerd for audiobooks. Right now I'm listening to Miriam Margulies's book. And then I'm going to try to listen to Scott Ian's book. And then I'm listening to Ice-T and Spike. Um, Split Decision, recommended by Strombo. Strombo's Lit Book Club. And I wanted to give him a shout out because it's intense. So what I'm doing is I am alternating different books because, you know, I'll listen to them sometimes on my way to work, sometimes on a walk, sometimes before I go to sleep. And yeah, you know, and I read books. I mean, there are so many books that you can't get on audio. I'm currently also reading Adam Nurgle Darsky, Confessions of a Heretic. Oh, God, I love Behemoth. And then I'm also about to read Paul Mooney for uh, Black is the New White <laughs> memoir. I loved Paul Mooney. And then I'm reading um, Al Jorgensen's book. I'm still trying to read it. 
I'll take them to work with me. And then what will happen is I never really get any downtime. Because you have to people, 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 people. And it's not like I can drive and read. I do know some people who do that. But that's why I like audiobooks is that when I would do my... I used to commute about 30 miles for work. And I would listen to the audiobooks the entire way. I went through so many audiobooks. For me, the most intense was Keith Richards, his audio biography of life. And... It's read first by Johnny Depp, and then it's read by another gentleman. And then when I was listening to the last half, Keith Richards was reading it, and I literally cheered in my car. I love Keith Richards. Come on. Really the, the leader of the Rolling Stones. Um, so, yeah, when it comes to art, music, and film, I immerse myself deeply. I, I am, I, I'll admit, I am in the wrong place. I live in a very small little town in Northern California. Yes, I am in the wrong place. And I want to give a shout out to my professor and friend, Miss um, Romler, Linda Romler, who once said to me, she says that I am a little, f- I am a big fish in a little pond. And she's right. And she's right. Because artistically, all these ideas that I have, I mean, in fact, talking with Trent today, kind of sparked my interest in thinking, you know, I could still make films, but not in the traditional way. I mean, I have a smartphone. I know how to use it. <laughs> that sounded kind of nerd naughty. And the other thing is, you know, and, and I'm not knocking on some of you, but here, here's my question. Why do you buy smartphones and then you don't even know how to work them? Some people, I understand, you're not tech savvy. You have to sit down and learn it. Okay, I'll help you learn it. But then they'll say to me, oh, I don't have time to fiddle with the camera. And you've had the phone for three years. Okay, then why did you buy it? Because they just want the bells and whistles. With these phones, I know how to use them. Sometimes I'll accidentally learn something. The screen recording I only learned about a few years ago, which is kind of funny. So, yeah, you know, now I'm recording every fucking thing. But um, that that's really my take on that is why would you buy a phone or a tablet and you don't even know how to use it? You are not using it for its full potential. And then it's like our minds. It's like our brains. We are not using them to our full potential. So take time out. Not Don't enjoy the view, but learn it, you know. I think as we as we move in to um, this next spell of things, in terms of the human intuition and, and art and creativity, some people, I think, just assume that they're artists. They just, oh, they like art and they want to be artists. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> some of us are just born very weird and eccentric, and I've always had an artistic brain in terms of photography and in terms of writing and in terms of film and in terms of music. I can sing a little. I can take really great photos and and really slice them open. And then at the same time, when I write, I always wrote poetry as as if I was painting, painting with the words. So some people think that's easy. It's not because you have to keep challenging yourself. Yeah. And and I'm so done with the Debbie Downers. There are so many Debbie Downers that I know, and I'm not going to name them. But it's like they'll say one thing, and it's like, oh, yeah, maybe this is happening. 
and it kind of just turns me off. It's like, then why are you talking to me? I've had people say to me, oh, I don't know what I'm doing with the show, that I should write fucking things down. Well, the reason why I don't write things down is because I know mentally what I'm going to talk about. Okay. And I know because I've done the research, but they assume that I don't and that it's all over the place. And that's fine. You can you can assume that probably because you don't really know my full potential and the full spectrum of how I internalize things and the osmosis process. Spell those words for me. But when you do a podcast, it really requires a lot of focus and creativity and imagination. And you really, in your voice, your voice has to be on a certain level because you can't just scream into the phone or read all breathy, you know, breathless Mahoney. <sighs> see, see what happens. For me, I think the one person who's taught me so much about podcasting is Jason Almy. He's got that voice. He has a radio voice. It's nice. It's baritone. It's thick, you know. Um, yeah. Talking about his voice, people, not you know what. And and then how he formulates the ideas and then talking about the semantics of film. And he has a film degree. And yeah, I keep meaning to have him on the show again. It's been a while. I think because everyone's schedule. The way I do this is I just put my microphone in and then we either go on Instagram or we go on Facebook or whatever and we record. That's how we do it. I don't need all this equipment. One time I was doing voiceovers for work for these instructional videos. And I was so just overwhelmed by all the equipment because I was like, I don't use all that equipment. I tried. I still have some of it. I paid money for it. I never used it except maybe once. And it just, it's like too much. It's too much. Yes, it's kind of like the bells and whistles of the phones. You don't take time out to learn it. So yes, I I am I am guilty of that myself, but not with the phones because with the phones, you know, there's always something to learn about. I I think people just assume, oh, you know, you can, you know, they don't even know how to do their email. So yeah, here here's my thing with planning. There are times that I'm a very good planner, and then there are times that I am not a very good planner, and. You know, if we're going to go like out of town or we're going to go to a show and they just think, oh, we're just going to do the parking there. It doesn't fucking work that way because parking prices go up. OK, they go up. And I'm just reminded that Sunday I'm going to go see Nine Inch Nails. So I got to I got it. Speaking of parking, I got to jump on that parking ban bandwagon right there right after I finish this show. So. Yeah, you know, it's it's Labor Day, or as my friend once said, it's Crazy Day. That whole stupid shit of wearing white up for the... Nobody fucking cares. Who fucking cares? People are too much into this shit. And, and the pumpkin spice latte. I want to I wanna talk to my audience really quick. I have an underlining condition. Some of you know about it. When they told me I couldn't drink Frappuccinos anymore, I said, fine. Or alcohol, I said, fine. Some of you, though, oh, I, I knew someone in my past who said, oh, my God, if I couldn't drink, I would just kill myself. And it's like, well, that's what's going to happen if you continue and you're sick like that. You know, come on. So I know my my strengths and my weaknesses and 
Frappuccinos, no thank you. But some of you just take it to the hilt with these pumpkin spice lattes. No offense, but get a life. Get a life, okay? It doesn't really have any pumpkin in it. It's all artificial flavors. It's sweeteners. It's all this other shit. And then and then people who want to do the 12 pumps of classic, that really is diabetes in the making. I hope you know that. And I and I, and it really bothers me when people are so arrogant. Oh, I took a diabetes test and I don't have it. Why would you say that to someone who does? That's so fucked up. Or like, oh, I get those for free. I think I think some of you just don't get it. You don't fucking get it in terms of um your language and your verbiage and so yeah. And it pisses me off. It pisses me off. Oh, I don't have it, but you do. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. But you know what? I take care of it. I don't I don't I don't order fucking Coke or Pepsi before every meal. That really is loading the gun. I love how people think they're not gonna get it, but eventually it's gonna catch up to you. Too much sugar, it's going to catch up to you. I know people who are trying to lose weight, and they always say, oh, I can't figure out why I'm not losing the weight. Yeah, because you're still drinking soda. You're not even supposed to fucking drink soda. Let's get real, okay? See, it riles me up. It riles me up. That's why I always have to do the focus of the film and the music. Is because that really riles me up. Is because some of you just think, I'm a Sagittarius. I get it. I I think I'm immortal. I'm not. I'm not. And it's scary. It's scary when that when you have to take a health moment, and um. Really, just you have to pound it. You have to pound it out. And um. In terms of weights and in terms of doing cardio, so people who think that they have it made or or that other bullshit. Oh, I'm going to heaven. You think you got it made? That is so fucking arrogant. Get your head out of your ass, please. Please. I know. I get to choose your film podcast. Oh, I can say what I want because this is my fucking show. Okay? I can say what I want. Say it how I feel. And, um, but yeah, some of you just need to simmer the fuck down. So that's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Um, before we go, I want to play something for you. I'm sure I won't get in trouble for this. This, of course, is for my late friend and professor, Miss Walker, who loved Beethoven. Here you go. Good night, unpleasant dreams. We miss you.
Thank you.